I was shocked. I mean, I, I came up with the right answer immediately. I was shocked that grown adults of both genders were just flummoxed by the question. Exactly. And, you know, I, I, I have a lot of hope because both my kids just passed with flying colors. <laughs> okay. I'm Scott McGrew. Welcome to Sand Hill Road. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This week's guest used to prowl airports with a microphone. I used to go to airports to collect speech data because we wanted noisy environments. So we would record people in the airports, in the lounges and waiting rooms and gates and everything. So you would sit at the bar, you would sit in the waiting room or whatnot and just run your ask, recording. Ask the people, give them gift cards and uh, say, you know, can we borrow your speech? <laughs> or can we and so speech? you would just, will you just re- record what it is they happen to be speaking to a friend? Or no, did no, you, no. you we, had a script that you... We, we would, we, we'd want uh, something to be said uh, which could fall in our data set particularly. This week on Sand Hill Road, Anshu Agarwal, currently general partner at Converge Ventures. Before that, five-time startup success. And before that, a top thinker in computer speech recognition. Do you use things that recognize speech today, Siri and, and Echo and whatnot? I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. When I am driving, uh, I actually use uh, most Tell me, of what do you think of it? Um, it's, it's, gone a, it's come a long way, okay? And uh, it doesn't get my text messages right. <laughs> <laughs> always. So I'm always correcting while driving. And sometimes I just say, you know what, when I stop, I'll write, I send the text. So, you, you know, there there is improvements to be made still, but it is a lot more natural to hear. So the synthesis has actually taken just, very, it's very evolved. And when you do it, you must have a little bit of pride. Like, hey, I had a lot to do with that. Actually, I have a lot of pride because um, my uh, my son, who is uh, who studies computer science, he came across my thesis. A, it was A. Agarwal on the thesis paper. And uh, Agarwal being so common, he yeah. sends it to me. He texts it to me and says, Mom, is that you? And I'm like, yeah, it is me because it had my advisor's name and everything. And I kind of, I got the, like the professional respect from him. And so you talk <laughs> about pride. I think I, that was my proudest moment <laughs> that my paper is still being relevant. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> uh, you are a brand new venture partner at uh, Converge. Uh, I mean, new, new. Very new. Yeah. Very new. Tell mm-hmm. me about your first day. My first day. Uneventful. <laughs> Good. 
you know, I, I can't say anything uh, particular about first day because kind of you, I was gearing towards it. Okay? Sure. And uh, I have been evaluating companies for a long time. I have been an angel investor. So nothing, nothing in particular. The only thing that I would say different was here I'm setting up my own um, day. Okay. Whereas in an operational role, somebody is actually setting up your day because you have meetings thrown on your calendar. You have your team and you have, um, you have customer meetings already scheduled by the sales team. You have uh, an analyst meeting uh, that has been, that's on your calendar. You have somebody telling you uh, that, uh, you, you, you know, uh, these are the main points that you, you will need to cover. That aspect is gone. It's like um, it, it becomes, uh, I, I think it's a little bit more lonelier job than, than <laughs> the other one that I had. But it's good to be queen. It's absolutely good to be queen. <laughs> so Converge was not in Silicon Valley before, if I understand that right. That is correct. Yes. What in the world kind of venture capital firm isn't in Silicon Valley? Very good question. Um, so uh it started in Boston, and because the two partners, they are Boston-based, uh, and uh, there is there are a lot of companies, uh, and you know, Boston used to be a center for startups sure. prior to Silicon Valley. Uh, so, uh, and there's MIT Innovation, there's Harvard. So the two the two founding partners, uh, they were um, they they had a lot of deals coming out of there uh, in the domains uh, that we invest. They invested in me though. I'm Silicon Valley, uh, so they invested in my previous company, Nimbella, uh, and they were opportunistic about the companies uh, that came from here. So they had a syndicate over here, and they invested, but they didn't have boots on the ground. Uh, at some point in time, they would have uh, built the team on the ground, but uh, it, it was uh, it start, it's an early stage fund, uh, early stage investing uh, venture firm. So it was kind of uh, fine. But when the opportunity came around, I had left my company and uh, they were always thinking of, you know, setting up in Silicon Valley, this was the, there's always the right time to start. So this was the right time. And to I start. think these days uh, we're a little less place bound, right? I mean, it used to be that you know the office of the startup was in Palo Alto, and the venture capital firm was literally on Sand Hill Road. And now the vent- the startup may be three or four different people in three or four different locations. Uh, it it doesn't matter the way it used to. Absolutely. I think that's the one big change I found. When I was raising money, I could do maximum two meetings in a day because you go to San Francisco for one meeting and then go to Sand Hill or you do two two meetings or three meetings in Sand Hill. COVID changed everything. You could raise 20, 30, 40, 50 million on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you don't have to be in person. Not all founders have to fly in. A founder can be in Timbuktu and still take the meeting. All that changed. So as a VC, you could be anywhere too. You could. You don't have to meet the founder, but if you want to meet the founders, it's always uh, possible to meet the founders too. Um, but uh, it is. It was deliberate. Uh, they did not have an office here because they uh, they did not want to grow. It it's an ultimate apprenticeship sport here, and you and it is a team sport. So you want to find the right partners who have the who who are uh, who you can actually bond and team with, and um, 
so when when the opportunity came i mean i i wasn't i wasn't thinking of being a venture uh, joining a venture firm uh it just happened to be that uh, when they reached out to me and said you know we want you to be a general partner in our firm i had to think whether i want to i want to do this or not okay because i wasn't thinking about it but it was the right opportunity it was uh, they 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 put a lot of uh, value in me joining the team we i compliment them i bring um, i i uh, i this i mean uh, silicon valley boots on the ground i say uh, i meet the founders over here uh, in person and uh, i have the opportunity to do that there is different kind of deal flow also you will get more silicon valley deals so there's a lot of a uh, lot of things that came together and so you know it was the right thing for me to do it was the right thing for him to grow like that and the and the flip side of that is you've been part of what five or six very successful companies uh and that have been uh, taken over and and with excellent exits uh are you going to miss that yes i have been part of five startup journeys and um i've enjoyed uh every i've learned a lot i've been through ups and downs cyclical nature of businesses so uh, learned a lot in in the downs and uh, executed in the ups so and i've been fortunate that they all had great exits um am i going to miss that it's a great question in the last 6 uh, weeks or so i haven't <laughs> the things that i didn't like about uh, operational role is just uh, is kind of uh, not there in the venture um which is uh, you know I've, and I've, being part of the large start uh, large companies it's all, always is more pressure in terms of um, there is bureaucracy there there is a lot of things that happen and i've never enjoyed it I've right ne- it, never- hp hpe and juniper are some of the ones that have taken over companies that you have created or or helped create you, you had little startups that became much bigger part of much bigger companies that is right yes yes uh, so, frustrating yeah so 300 when i joined hp it was 300000 people you're you're really nobody in the company <laughs> when you join in venture that's not the case the thing that i really like about venture is you get to meet so many smart people because you know when you are doing your own company you meet smart people but you meet smart people in your domain here you have the breadth you may not have the depth you absolutely will not have the depth but the breadth it's so exciting it keeps you so young it keeps you it, and you meet so many smart people um obviously you're not going to find everybody but you meet so many and you get inspired motivated uh for actually helping them out and seeing them grow it's like um you are um, you're vicariously living your operational experience through others although you know as a uh, i would be the first one to say as an investor um, you, you should know your role really well you know when to step back when to help yes. and this does because i've been on the other side so i would never do that <laughs> even though i've been operational for so long i would never never ever say but you get to live it through them and that's exciting okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I heard, heard somebody, I'm not a grandparent yet, uh, but I've heard somebody describe it as being a grandparent, right? You have all the joy of raising a child, but when you're when you're finished for the day, you just hand it back. <laughs> uh, you know, actually, that's a great analogy. I'm going to borrow that uh, because uh, it is it is very much like that. And uh, uh, as I said, operational role is exciting. Is definitely exciting, but there are aspects of it that I always dreaded. <laughs> I'd never enjoyed, and those are absolutely missing in venture, completely missing. And that's a good thing. You know, I, sometimes I am I am reluctant to bring up uh, women in venture uh, because when I sit down with male venture capitalists, we don't talk generally speaking about being men. Uh, but that said, as I was doing my research on on you. You bring it up often. You once said the time when we stop talking about this topic is the time when I would say enough has been done. The fact that we're still talking about it states that it's not enough. When you raised money for startups, you said, quote, it became apparent to me that the rules weren't the same for men and women CEOs. The questions I was asked were all figuring out if I was as dedicated as other Silicon Valley CEOs who were men. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, So just uh, some history about uh, me. I was the only woman engineer in my class, uh, in my engineering class. Um, I... uh, I didn't feel uh, there were challenges. I mean, being alone, being alone, it's okay, lonely. Sure. Uh, there are challenges, but I don't. I didn't see the biases. Okay, uh, I think I started observing the biases um, when I rose to the leadership roles. As as a regular engineer in the team, researcher, it really didn't matter. Okay, but when when I rose to the leadership positions, I did see a lot of unconscious biases, and um, some of the biggest supporters uh, have been men. But uh, because I have not had the fortune of working for uh, a woman leader myself, but uh, I've had all all men leaders, and uh, but what I felt was that the women were held to a different. Uh, standard. Um, and I mean, I, I say this too, that uh, uh, 
some some people say women are not assertive in the leadership roles and all that. But when a woman is being assertive, it's considered arrogance. And when a man is being assertive, it's called confidence. Okay, so that's the different standard uh, that uh, that uh, women are measured against at times. And then uh, what I also found was. I've been um, leading product teams. I've been leading marketing teams. I've been an executive uh, for the startups. And that role was still okay. Okay, women leaders, okay, fine, great. Yeah, there's a little a different standard. We got to prove ourselves more. We got to, we, we, we have to see, we, we have to make sure that, um, that you know, we're not, uh, we're, we're not uh, feeling, uh, diff- we're not being seen as different. Okay, we got we have to make sure. But when as a CEO um, and, and the founder, it was a different, it was a different standard. And uh, that, and a lot of them said, you know what, women leaders are great for marketing, HR, mm. and business, business to consumer companies where it's fashion or clothing and all <laughs> that. I mean, that that's that's very stereotypical, uh, stereotyping a woman leader. Uh, but cloud, cloud company, a woman uh, leader is a cloud company. And then, um, I mean, when I was raising money in the valley, okay, I've been in the valley for God knows how many years. I'm raising money in the valley. I'm being asked questions, you know, how old are your children? Are men asked that question? Oh, I how old imagine. are your children? No. And you know, sometimes you feel okay. You know, that's being a very friendly question. Okay, that's sure. Uh, I mean, good. sometimes I ask about people's kids because I just like talking about yeah, our kids. Yeah, it's a very friendly question. Yeah. So you know, you answer. You answer. Yeah, my uh, my son is in college. My daughter is completed. Oh, that's great. Now you can spend time running oh, the company. Oh, don't say that. So loud. then yeah. you realize, you know, the question wasn't benign. No, the question had a motive. And that is the that's the different standard I see women versus men leader. I have experienced it myself, and it's it's probably an unconscious bias. Okay, and you know there there are a lot of um, like exercises during the International Women's Day time. Uh, there are like MindSpace uh, did an exercise where um, where the question. Of so many people, you know, who they, it's an excellent exercise. You know what? I will, I will get their permission, I'll, and I'll let the viewer listen to it. As part of an experiment to explore the human mind, we asked twenty-two people to solve the same riddle and recorded their responses. Feel free to participate. Also, are you ready? Um. The riddle. A father is about to bring his son to a job interview, applying for a position at a large stockbroker's company in the city. Just as they arrive at the company's parking lot, the son's phone rings. He looks at his father who says, go ahead, answer it. The caller is the trading company CEO who says, good luck son, you've got this. The son ends the call and once again looks at his father, who is still next to him in their car. How is this possible? (laughs) He gets a call from the CEO, uh, but it says... Good luck, son. But he was next to him. So it's not the father. I think it was probably an audio recording of his father. Maybe he made an... uh... A demo tape? Like, is like he has two fathers? This is a hot one. Maybe it's a word joke, like it's the grandfather of the son. 
I was shocked. I mean, I, I came up with the right answer immediately. I was shocked that grown adults of both genders were just flummoxed by the question. Exactly. And, you know, I, I, I have a lot of hope because both my kids— just passed with flying colors, <laughs> okay? And I'm like, you know. Well, their mom was the CEO. <laughs> but I don't think it's just my my kids. I have, in, I showed it to so many of that generation, everybody. I, I can't even think of anybody who didn't yeah. ask that. So I have so much hope that this is all going to go, go you know, away. I, I, I'll give you an example from my own life. Um, I've been in the television business for, I don't know, 35 years. And one of the, the, you know, every once in a while as a reporter in a small town, you're assigned to go out and, hey, there's an astronaut coming to the school or whatever. And, and so you do that or they're speaking at a luncheon or whatever. Go, go cover that. Uh, and Sally Ride, uh, who was a phenomenal person and an incredible leader um, would, as the years went by, I watched her tell young girls that they too could be astronauts. And after a while, I got the sense that the girls thought to themselves, well, duh. Yeah. My, you know, my mom is a, an airline pilot or, you know, my mom is a, is a, a famous surgeon or my mom is the, you know, mayor. Uh, and, and it was good feeling, right? Yeah. Is yeah. that, you know, that when, when young women started to say, well, of course I can be an astronaut. Yeah. Yeah, why, why are you even pointing it out? <laughs> so that's why I say when you stop talking about it, that's when it's not, not an issue. Yes. The point that we still talk about it, it's because it is. And, you know, that experiment quite literally proved it. It really did. Have you, have you done your first deal yet? I have. Tell me about it. I sorry, I can't talk about that, <laughs> but uh, because they're still in stealth, uh, we do pre-seed, seed, and but uh, you're excited by it. I'm very, very excited about it. Yes, because it is in um, it, it. It is in. Uh, I would say more of a digital meets physical and AI. So it's a combination of the two focus areas that we have, and uh, it's exciting because it's disruptive. So I I believe that you know the the companies that do well. Are the, the kind of companies that do well. One is disruptive. They are disrupting something that's been happening a long time ago. And the other one is creating new category. New categories are tremendously hard to create. So we see them a couple of times, but they're not often. But disruption is one. And you know how much disruption they're doing is what actually um, constitutes the success of the company. So I'm very excited about it because this it is in it's it's kind of disrupting a vertical uh, by the new uh, new technologies. And I've, I I did my first deal uh, almost right after joining. Anshu Agarwal, longtime Silicon Valley leader, brand new general partner at Converge. Our thanks to workspace provider Mindspace, who gave us permission to use the audio of their riddle about the CEO. It's his mother. Ah. Oh, that's oh, that's so stupid. Yes, of course. Ah. Ah. I should have thought of that. Yes. And that's so weird because I'm a CEO and I'm a woman. And I want to be a CEO. Why didn't I think about that? Sand Hill Road is produced by Sean Myers under the leadership of Sarah Bueno and Stephanie Adruni. For more interviews with Silicon Valley's most influential entrepreneurs, check me out on TV at Press Here. That's Sunday mornings on NBC Bay Area and everywhere in the world on iTunes and at PressHereTV.com.